There's a fire on the mountain burning out of control. The sky is set ablaze with all its red and gold. The temperature's rising and the wind is blowing hot. We gotta turn this ship around before we run aground. We gotta turn this ship around before we run aground. And welcome to Off the Record with Paul Hodes. I am not Paul Hodes, but this guy is. Hello, Chris Ryan. It's Paul Hodes. Oh, how are you? Good. The tables are turned. They have turned. It's like, you know, the worm turns, the table turns, and all of a sudden, I'm the one on the line being talked to by the host. Kind of not not bad. I kind of like it, actually. So we have someone that you know well, Marianne Williamson. For those who are not familiar, Paul is serving as an advisor and uh, campaign manager for Marianne Williamson. She's going to be on your show today, but she is going to be uh, interviewed by Chase Hageman and Paul Steinhauser for our, our Common Sense series, which focuses on fiscal policy, and Paul has some campaign questions as well. So we're excited to have her as the third guest um, third guest uh, in that installment, in that series. So we're excited about that, and she's coming off, as all the candidates are, off of a debate performance down in uh, Miami. And for some candidates, it went better than... Than others, and uh, Joe Biden right now is an individual that um, is seeing poll numbers come in that indicate that his front runner status still exists, but is somewhat tenuous. Mm. Aha! Oh, so so listen. Just to avoid all conflict of interest, I'm really glad that uh, you put the disclaimer up front. And I think what's best is since um, Marianne Williamson will be uh, interviewed by others than me. Uh, I can talk generally about the scene in Miami and what went down and uh, how things uh, how things work there. Yeah, just take us. That's a great idea. Take us behind the scenes of what uh, what a debate is like and debate prep is like and and so forth uh, for a presidential campaign. Well, uh, the first case uh, debate prep uh, starts well before the final week of the debate. There many of the candidates who were on the stage in Miami, both first and second night, uh, had previously been in debate, including uh, in formats similar to this. It's one of the things that comes with uh, elected experience as you've done debate. Um, Marianne Williamson and Andrew Yang uh, had not been in those kinds of debates. So I can't talk about Andrew Yang, but in general, the preparation... um, for a debate is both substantive, i.e., you've got to get your knowledge base not only uh, up, up up to date about both current events and major issues such as healthcare, immigration, climate change, foreign policy, criminal justice, um, uh, you name it. Uh, so you gotta you gotta really know your facts about all those subjects. Uh, but you also have to be tuned into being able to condense your answers into a very short bit of time. <laughs> for for some candidates, uh, they didn't need to condense as much as uh, some of the other candidates. Right. Andrew Yang had a total of two two minutes and twenty six seconds. Marianne Williamson had a total of four minutes twenty eight seconds. I think uh, she got one question in the first forty minutes. So. Uh, there's a real need to be able to be very, very concise with your answers. And that takes a lot of practice. 
and frankly, it takes a lot of practice, even if you've had a lot of debate experience. I recall when I was uh, running for Congress or running and running for the Senate in New Hampshire was similar to what generally goes on with all candidates and went on in our state. So there was first the substance with major briefing books being prepared um, that include research on the subject and also research about the other people on the stage. Who are they? Where do they come from? What have been their positions if they've taken positions? How are they likely to perform on that stage? Will they be assertive? Will they interrupt? Will they um, claim time that isn't theirs? How, how are they going to play on that, that basketball court when the elbows start flying? Um, what are their strengths? What are their weaknesses? Uh, so it, the, the subject matter is wide because although performance in debate is not really any indication of how you're going to perform as President of the United States, it certainly gives people a chance to get a sense, uh, if it works right, of you as a person, as you uh, with some of your experience and your positions and thinking about uh, some important subjects. So the, the in-person side of the debate prep um, happens in a number of different ways. Uh, there's substantial one-on-one -on -one time uh, that a candidate will spend with uh, advisors or various advisors on various subjects. Um, and then there are uh, there's kind of a mock debate preparation uh, uh, which can be employed, uh, many candidates do, where you set up podiums or desks or chairs uh, and you actually have people uh, playing other candidates to uh, get uh, used to who's going to be standing next to you, what kinds of things are they going to say, and what are their uh, proclivities. How do you so, get comfortable in the format where... You know, you have 10 candidates and, you know, for Marianne Williamson, Andrew Yang, um, this is the first debate. And there's the lights. There's the um, the awkwardness of the exchanges, the, the time that is spent waiting for that first question and the things that you want to say versus the question that was asked. And to me, that's the biggest thing, whether you're doing and whatever you're doing is to be comfortable in the environment and comfortable in the the setting and regardless of what success you've had um whether you're donald trump or whether you're whomever when you're doing this for the first time there is that awkwardness of okay how do i make this work for me yeah you're certainly right on i mean no matter how experienced you are the setting is is pretty extraordinary you're in this theater uh it's television the, the lights are incredibly bright. The whole thing is quite a quite a show for, for television. Um, you're, there are rules about standing behind the podium and staying behind the podium. Nobody's walking around in these debates. You cannot uh, take anything with you to the podium except uh, there is a, um, a pen and a uh, pad of paper at your podium. So at the beginning, everybody comes out and starts madly scribbling the things they don't want to forget 
um, and that could be a combination of either substance or or uh, encouragement or reminders like take your time, breathe slow, take a breath, uh, or you know here are your here are the four points you want to make. Um, but getting ready for the debate uh, is as much trying to get a handle on what it's like to be up there in that format. And and frankly, for those who are less, less experienced or not experienced in that format of debate, uh, it's a challenge because you can describe it, you can practice it, you can, you can role play it, but until you get out there, you just don't know what's going to happen. Um, the uh, MSNBC moderators, for example, had assured all the candidates that there would be a fair balance of time. Um, suffice it to say that, you know, I didn't see that happening at all. They seemed to concentrate on the front run. So uh, until you're out there, um, uh, you just don't know. I mean, some of the analogy is if you've never, never is uh, you know, you practice, you practice your hoops on a court all alone, uh, and then uh, you get out there in the NBA, and all of a sudden there are these giant people who are knocking you to the ground and, and putting their elbows in your face. So, and, uh, so, the, so you know, there's, a, there's, there are different. You have to make choices on the spot about how to respond and what what to say and a lot of it uh, is instinct but some of it is experience and training uh, for example for Marianne Williamson I, I think that this experience was uh, interesting was sobering um, and uh, and and she got some of what she wanted to say out in the form she wanted to say it um, and next time around I think she's going to be much less surprised um, by what happens on that stage, and I, I'm, I'm betting that we'll see a more uh, assertive, though not aggressive, candidate. What is the level of interaction that exists between the, the candidates? Going to take us behind the scenes. Is there 10 different uh, dressing rooms for the camps? At, and no, they're, and they're... it's like, it's a, it's a, uh, it's a cattle call. Uh, there's a backstage area. Typically is backstage um, uh, waiting to go on, uh, and 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 out they come. It's it's kind of like theater, um, but uh, there are ten separate dressing rooms, uh, mostly waiting waiting as a group, and the interactions are are are, are pretty minimal. I mean, um, you know, there are candidates who may know each other, who may have some interaction, but but everybody is uh, you know it's like it's like before the big game. Um, and different people have different ways of dealing with it, but most are, are focusing on their own uh, performance and inner thoughts. Um, it, so it, yeah, go Paul, ahead. This is Paul Hodes joining us. This is Off the Record, which is his show, but I'm here and he's not. Uh, for this edition uh, of the program. Marianne Williamson will be here in the uh, next segment uh, of the program, interviewed by uh, Paul Steinhauser and Chase Hageman for the Common Sense series on fiscal policy. And before we let you go and bring in uh, those two uh, gentlemen, along with um, Marianne Williamson, um, what have been your takeaways in regards to uh, foreign policy issues as of late with uh, President Trump and North Korea 
and also what we're seeing with with Iran. I mean, is there concern that um, things are getting ratcheted up a little bit too much with uh, with Iran? And um, what have what have you made of the interchanges between uh, the president and uh, Kim Jong Un? Well, first on Iran, I think the president made a real mistake by backing out of the Iran nuclear deal. He he gave up uh, important progress uh, by all indications. Whatever other bad acts Iran was uh, uh, engaged in, they were apparently sticking to the terms of the nuclear deal and uh, seemed to be on a constructive path, a more constructive path uh, of compliance. And let's remind listeners that this was a deal that was not a simple U.S. deal. Uh, the European allies uh, had a major part in putting the deal together in enforcing the deal, and so the United States didn't just abandon a deal, it also abandoned our allies who are still trying to put a deal together. So Trump's approach to foreign policy is uh, kind of a unilateral approach for the United States and a bullying approach that has never done much to work uh, with uh, Iran, and they have responded with unfortunate uh, acts of defiance. So ratcheting that up is a real mistake. The last thing you want is a confrontation in the Mideast with the strongest uh, armed force in the Middle East uh, at the moment, at least one of the strongest. Uh, that, that's a real mistake. Um, in terms of North Korea, I would say that superficially um, it's hard to object to uh, any sign that uh, there is uh, the possibility of some a continuation of negotiations. If it takes stepping into the DMZ and over into North Korea and uh, a handshake with Kim Jong-un in that wildly wacky country uh, and the repressive regime that he has, uh, superficially um, uh, hard to complain. Whether or not any real progress can be made with North Korea is uh, yet to be seen. So as between the two um, nuclear challenges, uh, things with Iran are going south, and uh, yeah, I think it's wait and see with North Korea. Well, as always, uh, good to talk with you, and looking forward to the conversation between uh, Marianne Williamson and Paul Steinhauser, as well as Chase Hageman, in the remainder of the program. We'll talk with you again next week. Great, Chris. Thanks, and I look forward to being back in my chair, not your chair. <laughs> on Off the Record with Paul Hodes on WKXL AM and FM, streamed live over the Internet. Thanks so much.